Theme. It's like think, but with an M instead of an N. So it's think. Uh, I'm Nick Rue. I'm Paul Vine. I'm John Massey. Special guest. Special guest. Special guest. And en- engineer Harold. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Who doesn't have a mic this episode. Yeah, we put Harold in a different room. We're getting professional now. But we can Bruce Springsteen it. If you want to say anything, you can just get real close to my face and <laughs> we can share a mic. Sounds good. You can just yell. That's yeah. just a, that's this thing, right? Yelling? Yeah, he yells. Well, I'm thinking of like Santa Claus is coming to town, Bruce oh, yeah. Springsteen, where he's where he's like running out of I, breath do at the end. No other Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, you've talked to me about that song like ten I, well, times. it was just now, Christmas. Granted, tis the season. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was but just Christmas. What time is not, it? It's who? It's like nine. <laughs> No, there's it's oh shit, it's nine eleven. Bruce Springsteen did nine eleven. Holy crap! At the beginning of Santa Claus is coming to town. Yeah, yeah. yeah when he's like, "What time is it?" Yeah, and the, then the people the, in the, the background the say it's Christmas time, and he's like, "What?" And they go, "It's Christmas time," and he goes, "Huh?" And they go, "It's Christmas time," and he goes, "Oh yeah, oh, yeah. it's Christmas time." <laughs> I hope you've been real good. I've been practicing real hard. <laughs> Clarence, you've been practicing sex yeah. real hard. And knowing that. to bring you a new saxophone. And like to bring like his it. saxophone was probably pretty good. <laughs> it was fine. Like you played with Bruce yeah. Springsteen. You have like the best. I don't know. Saxophone. I love the idea that Bruce Springsteen though, like would every year break all of his like bandmates <laughs> instruments and give them like plastic <laughs> toy instruments. And then like, if they were bad, he was just like, Mm-mm, you got to stick with, you got to stick with the plastic trumpet. Well, this it's year. like that famous James Brown thing. You yeah. Know? So <laughs> I, I that, where he sold cocaine out of tires or whatever. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Is it James Brown? That was not what I was thinking of, but that were, no, that was Barry White. Barry White was... Uh, he sold Coke tires? No, he got arrested Talk for... Talk about a good year. No, he got arrested... <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Yeah. No, he got arrested for, I think, stealing tires. Oh, okay. Stealing tires? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Don't... This is not legally binding. Barry White? Like, I, yeah, what? But when he was younger, I think. Like, oh, okay. I was like, when he was... Like, like, like he just no, like tires. last like last week. Late career? <laughs> No, like in like in the fifties or whatever. It's, yeah, like when Winona Ryder just like stole stuff for the sake of stealing. Yeah, stuff. Or like, like that, she that, could afford it. Like at the age of like Mark Wahlberg beat a man. Yeah, is that true? Oh yeah, he beat a Vietnamese man. He did. Well, a lot of people sucks. think he blinded a he Vietnamese did not. man. He did the, not. the Vietnamese man was that... already blind when Mark okay, Wahlberg attacked him. Okay, but like still, him. like well, it's not like well, he was like fifteen. This was like when he yeah, was like but a, like gangs, that's like old gangster. enough that like oh he was in his quote unquote gangster. I'm not I'm not being an apologetic. Yeah, okay. I'm not gonna defend Mark Wahlberg. He was a shithead yeah, at 15, what is, what and he's he not better Mark now. Wahlberg. Yeah. But the, but I'm just saying that. Do you remember that when that he said if, man did forgive him? He did. Um, which like credit to that man, no credit to Mark Wahlberg. Also, yeah. do you I feel remember like that must have been a weird conversation? They didn't talk. Oh. There was like an interview later <laughs> yeah. where they're like. So did he blind you? And he's just like, no. <laughs> also, he is very sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, did do you remember when Mark Wahlberg said that he wishes he was on the plane in nine eleven? So he could have stopped nine eleven because that's the world that Mark Wahlberg. I think lives I wish in. he was on the plane too for a slightly <laughs> different reason. So here's the thing about that: is that trivia yesterday? Yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. There's a question about. Um, what movie did Mark Wahlberg say was his worst film? And he said, you can't blame me for wanting to play a science teacher instead of a cop or a criminal. The Happening. The happening. It was The Happening. Okay, and Ted, I was, Ted 2. And I was very excited about that because like, 
apparently I, me and like the person hosting trivia were the only people who had seen that film. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my mom hated that movie. That yeah. I mean, I don't know if there's a single person who likes that film. I like they that are, part. They are definitely listening to this podcast. I like that part <laughs> where he apologizes to the houseplant. I like the part where the guy lays down in front of the, the lawnmower. Mm-hmm. Lawnmower man. Yeah. There was Jeff Fahey. I don't know what that is. He plays Lapidus. from Steely Dan. <laughs> now you're thinking of... <laughs> you're thinking of Jeff Ruby. <laughs> yeah, Jeff Ruby. Jeff Ruby's Steely yeah. Dan. Brutes, Chris, Steely Dan. No, that's Dan. John Fogarty. That's the guy. Oh, yes. Was the yeah, guy at the steakhouse. Put, put me in, coach. Put me, put me in, coach. I'm, I'm ready John to Fogarty. stick. <laughs> Put me in, coach. I'm medium rare mm. today. <laughs> Very good. Uh, to to bring back the, we should get to the topic. But to get, no, we should. We could. It's 2018. Maybe should. 2020. You're, you're cracking the Arctic Scotch. Um, Antarctic. Antarctic. Anta- Anta- That's a mistake. I'm not going to suffer you to make anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Please explain. <laughs> Welcome to the 20, 2018 episode. Well, there's just one that's at the top, and that's Arctic, and there's one at the bottom. Oh, Arctic. it's like antipasto. It's now, exactly like antipasto. <laughs> it's actually named from antipasto. Yeah. I love some antipasto from Joe's Hole. Now, the thing that I call back. Now, the thing <laughs> yeah. that's important to remember here, though, is that if you're in Australia, Antarctica is actually on the top, and Arctica is not a thing that doesn't exist. <laughs> But it would be on the bottom. Is that where Tim Allen lives? No. He doesn't live there. He's pretty sure that's Burbank. Well, mm. it depends. Because in the first film, I think he mostly rents. I think in the first film, he doesn't live in the North Pole. Because he still is in his townhouse. Yeah. His like duplex that he lives in. Now, in the second film, I do... Did you know the second film came out like nine years later? It did not come out that much Dude, later. it came out a while later. That's weird. No, it did. Well, the first Santa Claus was 95, and then Santa Claus 2 was 2001. Okay, so still. I Honestly, I completely defer to you. If there's any human being you alive. You said that with a lot of confidence. And I, I literally. Nobody is more I watched to know all this. No, no. The Santa Claus came out in 1994, and the Santa Claus 2 came out in 2002. There's okay. an eight oh, year yeah. gap. Holy yeah. shit. For Damn. eight years, the Santa Claus existed. And then someone was like, you know what he needs? He needs oh. a wife. So I mean that guy. I guess it makes sense that he gets a little bit of a grace period because I was sitting there wondering like, how long was he Santa Claus before they were just like, "Yo, dog, you gotta get married." Yeah, because like Bernard should. I feel like I feel like that should have been like right out the gate. Be like, "Hey, you will get really fat." Yeah, uh, you will get addicted to cookies, but also, uh, you do have to get married. How long were the elves sitting? Yeah, Juliet from Lost. Yeah. How long were the elves sitting around like, do you think it's weird Santa doesn't fuck? Santa's got to get laid. And then they, they, Okay, I, here's a weird... Do the elves know about fucking? Because the elves are all like children. I don't... No, but yeah, remember... Yeah, that doesn't track. I mean, like, there's like... Where do the elves come from? They have to know. They're not... They're not idiots. They're like highly trained professionals. In, yeah, they're, they in the were, first film. They when were he, tier one operators. In the first film, when he meets that elf that like shows him the room, yeah, Judy, uh, Judy, yeah, um, he's like he says you look good for your age, and she says thank you, but I'm seeing someone in like rapping. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So they have. Elves, so they definitely yeah, relationships. Yeah, elves definitely fuck. Elves fuck. This is. <laughs> This is so now the I guess the question is is like have they ever had like so the incident at the beginning of Santa Claus two which is unrelated to the rest of the film I, other, I, I don't remember other that. than to introduce you to Bernard's replacement um, Curtis 
is a plane is flying over the North Pole, and they have sonic like sonic radar equipment, and they pick up the noise of the workshop, and they go to Elfcon. You know, they go to the various stages of Elfcon, like one, two, and three. Yes. And at at a certain point, they they are turning on like northern lights, all these other things to try to distract the plane. Aurora them. borealis. Yes. But to try to get them to not go over the North Pole and find them, and they have to go to complete silence. And so everything shuts down, but one guy is just hanging out in the sleigh with a toy Santa Claus that is singing Smokey Robinson's Santa Claus is Coming to Town. <laughs> Thinking Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Not important. Um, but it is Smokey Robinson, <laughs> and the guy on the plane is like, sir, you're going to want to hear this, and he flips a switch, and Smokey Robinson starts playing. So what is that? Does the plane have like ears on the ground, or does I, it have an incredibly powerful condenser mic? I think, it's just, it? I think it's a very powerful like sonar yeah. system. Yeah, sonar is so powerful that it, it literally can tell you what song is being played on a With toy. high high fidelity. And how high do planes go? Like... 10,000 feet is cruising altitude. Yeah, that's... A l- now, granted, if you're flying over Ant- the, the Arctic Circle, you may not be flying that high. Um, but still, like, yeah. it's pretty high up. Yeah. Um, but that's like a whole introduction. Uh, and I'm just wondering if anytime somebody's like flown over and been like, is that... You hear that squeaking? Is somebody fucking... Who's fucking at the North Pole? This was all a lead up to that joke. Well, I'm just that was wondering. The okay. I'm yeah, just wow. wondering. All right. Because we've established that the, the elves do fuck, or at least they have well, romantic relationships. I mean, they could be like maybe. Yeah, they, they could maybe be they're like, asexual and they just have romantic relationships. That's an interesting concept. Okay, do we have to rewatch all of the Santa Claus films and I don't then know look for the subtle little sex jokes? I think the only because I'm down. I think the only thing we could do is to write more Santa Claus films, also starring Tim Allen. Uh, yeah. Ever since uh, Last Man Standing got canceled, yeah, and yeah. then then conservatives he's, on the internet called everyone cucks about it. Yeah, I mean he's Tim Allen needs work. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> well, we will write the Santa Claus four. We need a subtitle for it. The War Santa. <laughs> the War Santa. <laughs> yeah, like the War yeah, Doctor the War, Doctor, with the yeah. war Santa. Um, well, that, that's kind of it's the like plot. a new serious Santa for serious time. That's almost kind of the plot of Santa Claus too. Yeah, but this time it's not Jack Frost. It's no, the it's Koreans. Like, I mean, it's like a Three. fucking war. Is what I'm, I'm not talking about. Like, I mean, I'm talking about like Santa goes to war. Okay. And, Santa like, kills makes a guy. Hard choices. Yeah. This you know? is basically the night Santa went crazy. Yeah. By Weird Al, but he's right. Santa isn't crazy. He's right. Yeah. yeah. Who's he going to war against? Uh, the elves. Why would he come? I feel like the elves would be. That's what we got to write. That's who, who okay. fights for him, if not the elves. It's yeah. kind of like it's kind of like the reindeer, uh, I guess. That, what, what is it? First blood. It's <laughs> Santa. First blood. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, yes. <laughs> like Santa turns against the elves, but they're fucking everywhere. Yeah. Not not to like steal a bit from another very popular podcast, but TM TM TM. Like we have dibs <laughs> on Santa. First blood. <laughs> right. We cannot take this from us. Unless that's probably something Adult Swim's robot chicken did like 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah but fuck that. They didn't write a 130-page script like we're going to. Yeah. We're going to make a, like, Gone with the Wind, like 1930 Gone with the Wind length <laughs> film about the the war of Santa, Santa war. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're going to make a film so long that compared to The Last Jedi... 
How long it's is arduous. The Last Jedi? Two and a half hours. Two, two, okay. two hours and 38 minutes? Two and a half That's hours. That's very exact. I think, I, think yeah. it was, I think it was two. Those eight minutes are very important. They're yeah. like the credits. Everybody walks out. So, um, two But more hour. importantly, this film should be long enough that when Hallmark starts doing their Christmas movie stuff... They can only just show this film because it will last from like October third, yeah, all the way to January sixth. I love the pretense that we're like making a film this long about war, but we're also shooting for Hallmark. Yeah, <laughs> we're kind of like trying well, to I, put it into that demographic. I, well, I just think that like Hallmark Channel is the only people that will buy this, like pay money because. You've seen the we stuff. We have very that they different visions for this film. If you think yeah, Hallmark's going to pony up, yeah, for I don't know. It. Well, I'm just who else is going to pony up money for a Christmas movie in this day and age? Hallmark has made. You know how many fucking Christmas movies Hallmark made last year? Like fifty. I think we're going to have to go fund me on uh, yeah. Santa Claus first. I'm blood. saying we lie. We lie about what the film is about. Okay. Yeah, they probably won't want to see dailies. No. Tim Daly? No, they won't want to see him. He's not in the film. It's Daly's like the you gotta show some. Yeah, it's like the footage you shot that day. Like oh, okay. usually, yeah. they go through and like they, edit it. Yeah, they review it to see like, oh, it looks good. Or they're like, in the case of <laughs> you guys are filming a five-hour-long movie <laughs> about the Santa yeah. Claus. Yeah. It's just like great film, looks wonderful. Love the romantic subplot. Question: Why did Santa just bayonet all the reindeer? <laughs> Because he had to. <laughs> if it makes it better, he was crying while he was doing it. Um, is it why is this film set in the desert? <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it just opens in the desert. And, like, the, yes. the, the fucking, like, 1990s spy film, Kuwait, just shows up on There's the bottom. No <laughs> exterior desert. Santa wakes, naked, covered in blood. <laughs> There's no reference to Christmas at all. There's nothing even remotely... There's no snow in the movie. You are never at the North Pole. That was more of a budget thing, though. Yes. <laughs> we, could, we couldn't afford the snow, and like at the, the, by the time we get the funding for this, there won't be any. How do they get in, in those warming. like Hallmark movies where they're always in like apparently like Albany or somewhere where it snows all the time? How do they get that? Where does it come from? There's a, a recipe that for like fake snow, and oh, they just okay. make it by snow machines. Yeah, they just yeah. make it by the the fuck bucket load. Mm-hmm. I, I bet. Where does it go? I mean, it's, I don't know. That's a very good question. My one condition is that um, we can't use fake blood. What? It's got to be real blood. All of it must be real blood. Like no fucking human blood? Corn, yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be human oh, blood. Oh, okay. Animal blood's cool. Any blood. As yeah. long as it's blood. Okay. Yeah, it has to be blood. Because you can tell when they're using fake blood, you know? Yeah, unless we shoot it in black and white, which is... Probably what we I should feel, do. Yeah, I feel like that would really kind of give it that. We could do well, we could, anymore. Well, we could probably do a cool thing with like aspect ratios and like uh, color. Yeah, let's make it like Lawrence of Arabia widescreen, where it's like obnoxious, <laughs> like like yeah. a f- five by one. <laughs> it's just a ribbon, you know, where <laughs> it's just like a very thin strip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a really good idea, and I think the rest of the podcast could just be us talking about this film and not. Literally anything else. We'll yeah. save that for the Patreon. We'll start never. Yeah. Huh? Or we'll actually write the script and then film it and then sell I, it. We'll put it right up there with. Uh, what did you do with my brandy? Oh, it's on. It's right here. Okay. 
I don't know why I leaned into the mic to say yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I was well, just like, I'm actually, panic, panic, uh, listener, mic. if you go, if you look down below your right foot, you will see a bottle Sorry, of brandy. Sorry, uh, Get Get this sound. Get this sound. Oh, yeah. That sounds like the beginning That's of that genuine, dinosaur genius uh, song. Cal- California oh, yeah. brandy um, right there. Feel the, feel feel the, the pain. pain. Yeah. Yep. That's a good song. It is a good song. So, um... Anyway, you're probably yeah. wondering why John is even here. <laughs> yeah. It's a, yeah, yeah, it's a good question. John's here. I'm uh, not wanted, uh, but there's only one person for the job. <laughs> what can I say? We found the right man. Should um, I let you do the intro, Nick? I, I, I mean, I, you could talk about yourself. I, I, I guess this is... Um, so we're, do, we're doing Arctic Explorers. Antarctic Explorers. Antarctic. Did we do Arctic before? We did Arctic. Ex- I did... Who'd you do, like Nansen S- S-A-A Andre. Okay. Who? So we did Arctic Explorers. This is Yeah, that Ar- was the, and that was just three people who tried to fly a balloon over the North Pole and <laughs> yeah. failed horrendously. So, so Arctic Explorers 2 and Arctic Explorers Ant- and then Ar- Ant I'm not going to be Antarctic. like this. I'm Ant- making a choice not to be like My that. dude, what? it is literally on the bottle that I'm holding. Yeah, well, it's Ant- Antarctic. Nick, it's really cool. Antarctic? It's pronounced it's Shackleton. Sh- <laughs> it's fine. Totally fine. Antarctic? Antarctic. 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 But yeah, don't like sweat it. Antarctic. 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 My Antarctica. <laughs> this episode, John's going to be the new host of this show after he guts and disembowels Nick live on. <laughs> I, that's not. I just look angry. It's not how I am not. I just look. I just have that look. I have like a resting bastard face. Yeah, that no one can see his face. Well, we could make his. We could make the photo for this episode just Sean's face, <laughs> looking. <laughs> and then it's Sorry, the Antarctic behind him. Microphone. That's very stupid. good. That's, that's well, that's how people get really into it. Like they feel like they're actually here talking to us. Is like we just. Yeah, it's a bunch of digital distortion. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, me, me like breathing really heavily into the microphone. Yeah. Which, oh no, that's the perfect segue into the fact that this is the return of the lost episode. It's the return of the lost episode that we recorded. Like, what was it? Episode nine? Episode nine or ten? Okay. Yeah. I think it was ten. I think it was. It 10. was before you guys went to the format you're at now. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. Was, and it before was like, we had Harold. Yeah, it was almost like a precursor to the format that we undertook. Yeah, we recorded an episode with John, which was one of my favorite episodes that we ever did. It's but... One of my favorite three-hour periods of my life. <laughs> yeah, I would say. it was very long. And it was unlistenable because we were gonna was, make we were gonna make T-shirts. Yeah, like we like, had a great T-shirt idea that I was like, this fucking wasn't just a podcast. About. This was like a fucking like <laughs> media, juggernaut. Yeah, it was a, a media, movement. Yeah, media yeah. empire. Yeah, we had a catchphrase: "Rub until we fuck." Rub, rub, until, you rub fuck. until you fuck. Rub until you fuck. Which was also gonna be. On we're the, the back content of creators. We don't rub. <laughs> we don't fuck. Yeah, <laughs> you fuck. You rub. Rub until you fuck. Something We're about- gonna put that on the back of a T-shirt, and on the front was gonna be like a bunch of children. It was gonna be a flag, and then a bunch of children. Yeah, M- multi-ethnic children. <laughs> okay, yeah, I don't remember this at all. It, well, that oh, was, like those, that was like, during ties. The- you remember those ties people used to wear? The pianos. No, with like all the like these like figures lined up and all. It was like a oh, thing yeah. that people wore in the nineties to be like. I'm liberal. I'm pretty tolerant. I've got a tie with the planet on I, it. And I only ran over two homeless that. people my way into work this morning. I don't know. Like, a bunch of people, like, I don't know. It's just the way that you told your boss that, like, you still supported I voted Clinton for Bill Clinton. Yeah. allegations, yeah. basically. So, anyway. 
Uh, never seen that tie. Would like to have one. I'll try and find you a picture of it. I think my dad's got one. Really? Your dad definitely has that tie. Yeah, he's got a couple good ties. That's the... Okay, anyway. Lost episode. <laughs> yeah. We're uh, not going to do this. Uh, we, we drummed on the table a lot. <laughs> like, a lot. We had this yeah. little mantra from, about, like, Star Wars? <laughs> oh, yeah, the Gillette Brandon Razors. Yeah. We said... What was it? It was... Um, Star Wars, Rogue One, a Star, Star Wars, Wars story. story. <laughs> and then it just Gillette went. Mach 3 Razor? Yeah, it was uh, Rogue One, a Star Wars story presents Rogue One, a Star Wars story branded Gillette, a Star Wars story Razor or something like that. It yeah. was, it, it was. If this all sounds like the kind of thing that would have really only been funny if you were in the room at the time, that is probably the case. Yeah, you were correct. This, hence, hence why we lost it. We, we did say it about 40 times during that episode. <laughs> I think the last 15 minutes were where I was trying to sign off and just saying yeah. Rogue One a Star Wars story repeatedly. Yeah, I really got into into a into a space there. Yeah. So But it was beautiful and it was amazing and terribly distorted and it sounded bad and it was abrasive to the ears. And Nick was gonna try to maybe fix it, but then he went to New York and it the Statue of Liberty took it from him. <laughs> yeah. Like the I'll take that. Yeah, so. the, the the UN like had a, an elite <laughs> team come. There was in an and, emergency session at yeah, the UN. Steal this, steal this episode because it was too good. It was. It, I, I, yeah. Let's go with that. I definitely didn't think I uploaded it and then deleted it. Well, that's how this. That's how Steel Team Six gets you. Yeah, that's how they. That's how they got Osama. They get into your head. Fuck. Osama you ever heard of MK Ultra? Yes. No, yeah, you guys. Pro- I feel like statistically, you guys have done an episode on MK Ultra. Not, not yet. yet. Oh, you got to do it. Yeah, it's really good. This is not that episode. This is yeah. This is an episode about everyone's favorite white continent. Wow, that sounds really bad. <laughs> Man, you had every opportunity not to make that suck, but Man, you whoops. did it. It sucked. Whoops. Let me run that back. Everyone's uh, favorite. Okay. Polar no. continent. Yeah. There's okay. only one because. Yeah. No, because there really isn't. A, there's not a land mass. Yeah, that's not a land mass. At the Arctic Circle. Mm-hmm. We talked about this in episode 19. Something like that. Oh, yeah. In, can, a, in a, a previous episode. Previous Everyone's episode. favorite and only polar continent. Yep. Well. Uh, Home? Take over, John. Tell us a little bit about. Yeah, I was. Uh, <laughs> Basically, I've developed a reputation as being a person who is like pretty into the continent of Antarctica and and the history of it and Antarctica. Antarctica, yeah, my apologies. And I don't know, I just figured I would I would come and relate some some incidents I had I'm kind of I'm of two minds about the thing that I really prepared for to talk about. Because I was like, man, this is really cool. It's a cool story. And then I, I just thought, this is, it's actually a real fucking downer. But, um, oh, that's great. I, I'll probably, yeah, I mean, it does not going to stop me. But, like, <laughs> I just, I just want to, I, I want to warn you guys that, it, like, most, the history of Antarctica is basically like, it's like colonialism, but there is no, it's instead of people like white Europeans, like, fucking up other countries. They just go to this big empty space and die. So a lot of the stories are like 
So you're it's, saying it's good. That sounds bad. Yeah, it is. It's good because it's like, if you weren't doing this, you'd be actually like doing something harmful. But instead, you're just like... Yeah, instead of Belgians dying. in the Congo, we've got Belgians d- dying in McMurdo sound. I don't know if there's a... Yeah. Mm, I don't think that, there's that is, is that a line not, in yeah, it, Start the Fire? Yeah, it is. Okay. Yes, it is. <laughs> what is it? Belgians in the Congo is a line from We Didn't Start I didn't the know, Fire. I didn't know that song like covers that broad and expanse of history. I thought it was just like post-World uh, War II. Uh, little Ryan Fasternak, Mickey Mantle, Carol X, Sputnik, John Lybridge. I don't remember where it Yeah, we don't need to do this. We don't need to do this. Legally, we can't actually do this. Yeah. Billy Joel is it's already sending us the CC. Yeah, he's litigious. He loves... Lawyers, I think it's pronounced delicious. Anyway, I'm not gonna talk about um, Belgians. Frankly, I prefer not to think about. Belgians. Oh, that's the other thing oh, we did. That yeah, we, oh, we had that whole thing with the Dutch. Holy oh, fuck! Man, man. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, welcome to this new episode of 2018 where we basically just remember everything we did in the, the last yeah. episode. <laughs> it's um, like, yeah, this is our um, tenacious D's tribute. Yeah, of a podcast episode. This is not the greatest episode in the world. This is just us slowly remembering a couple things we yeah. said during it. Anyway, um, I my first I got into this Antarctica vibe just because of it's. There's a certain kind of person who is attracted to like the mystery of of a big like empty continent, especially when you think about Antarctica. There's there's all these there's a lot of coastal area, but there's a huge part of the landmass that's completely. It's not it's not even like empty in the way that like an abandoned house is empty. It's empty like it's featureless. There's not it's just a shelf of ice and there's nothing really to distinguish any part of it from any other part. And I don't know. It like it's like the cilantro taster thing. Like 5% of the population is going to hear that and be like, "Ooh, you know, like goosebumps. Like this is really fucking cool." And then everyone else is going to be like, "I don't know." Like what? I would rather vacation in Scotland. Or What's whatever, the but. cilantro taster thing? How it tastes? Yeah, five percent. You know, yeah, like that's like a famous thing. No, it it's like only five percent. I've some, heard like number. two, five, and ten percent. Really? Okay. We've had, we've got a couple friends. I think I've. No, yeah, my or... mom's a soap taster. Oh, really? really? Yeah. Who else? Veronica. I met someone. Veronica is okay. I don't know. I was wondered. I wonder if it, I. Like, there must be something else in common. It just seems like a bummer because, like, banh mi is really good. Oh, man. Dude, and if that's you like, miss cilantro, you're missing a lot. Yeah. I feel bad. I mean, I, honestly, I do. But, I mean, it can de- I guess you can do anything without cilantro. <sighs> yeah, I mean. You can't go yeah, to no, Chipotle. You can't. You can't. It'll, I mean, it's tough to, like, replicate. They, they fucking force feed you cilantro at Chipotle. Yeah, the you, second you walk they in, they ask you, "What do you want?" And you so open your mouth, and, and it's just, and it's boom. just, yeah, it's just a big, a whole tree shoved in your mouth. Yeah. It doesn't even grow on trees. I don't know how they do it. You'll be sneezing cilantro for months after oh, you leave God. Chipotle for sure. Now, the plus side, it does clean you out. Mm-hmm. All that fiber, yeah, 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 Chipotle definitely cleans you out. God, this is at this episode. Uh, you guys didn't tell me you're going to talk about doing bowel. Bowel movements? Because I didn't... It's in my contract. I do not talk about that okay. on... Oh, this episode so, sponsored by Chipotle. And the Chipotle oh, cleanse. Fuck. Yeah, episode... Fuck. Yeah, Chipotle, Chipotle and X-Lax. Fuck. They, they did a joint, joint sponsorship. They're doing a collab. Yeah. They got a 
little project in the works. That's. <laughs> I don't. I'm trying. I don't like this bit. Let's talk about the Antarctic. Yeah. Let me get next. Next time, I'm just gonna keep this on track. All right. Let's let's just. That's actually, that's let's, pretty much how this should work. Is the person teaching the other person should keep it? Yeah, up. I'm gonna try to. Do this. Let's take a break and regroup. I think we're half an hour in right now. Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we might want to condense that. We're no, we get, we're good. Yeah, okay. I, I, no editing. Let's Some just editing. <laughs> better ingredients, better podcast. Think, think, think. It's like think, but with the think. <laughs> it's like mink, but with the. <laughs> so it's think. That's better. It's like mink, <laughs> but with a thud instead of. It's like thump, but with the e, so it's think. Think. It's like This American Life, but everything's different. It's like pink, but with a thim instead of a pin. It's like cereal, so but it's thin. <laughs> But all the letters are different, and it's not good. Right it's back. like NP- we'll be right back. It's like NPR we'll be right back without Harris and Keon. We'll never be back. We'll be right back. Do you ever wish you had to poop sooner after eating a burrito? Well, that's weird and unrelated. Did you know that our very special guest John Massey is a musician? Well, if not, you're fucking up. He's talented and wonderful, and you'll be hearing a song from him later in the episode. If you want to stop the podcast right now and go listen to his music, I understand. Check out his project, Silo's Choice, at siloschoice.bandcamp.com, where he'll be releasing a new song every week this year. He plugs it at the end of the episode, but I don't think you're going to make it that far. All right, we're back. You maybe just heard a song. Possibly an advertisement. Um, maybe it was just screaming for five minutes. I don't think it makes sense to put the song there before I've talked at all about. We can put the song wherever you want, baby. I guess, okay, you're right. You know. Anyway, I'm push it. I'm- this is a special episode for many reasons. Most of which is uh, I'm doing this thing that I'm doing now, which is bad. Um, so <laughs> I'm just gonna pass it off to John to talk about Antarctica. Okay. Because I am, I'm floundering right now, and as we know, flounder, flounders yeah. don't do you well. You have on, to keep talking on the you ice can, shelf. You can, you can stop. I'm actually into it. Um, <laughs> all right, look, uh, I, I just, I've, I've kind of got a couple incidents from Antarctic history that I was, that I was just thinking about and thinking are interesting and might be cool to share. I, everybody knows, like, not everybody. I, like thirty people know the famous like that's Shackleton li- endurance st- story, you know. That's, that's our listener base. Yeah, right. People. You know, yeah. So they may or may not know. Yeah. Ernest Shackleton famously <laughs> underwent no fat November during his trip <laughs> yeah. to the, Antar- the South Pole. <laughs> yeah, that's, and then they wrote a book about it called Endurance that <laughs> yeah. James Dobson of Focus on the Family wrote the foreword for. <laughs> that is actually a true fact. Holy, that's shit. a real thing. Like Chick Fil A. Like endorsed focus yeah, on the like, family, like what the dumb fuck? homophobic fuck James Dobson like oh, wrote. Man. What a uh, That's anyway wild. He okay. probably yeah, but um there there are lots of I most most people back in in this in this time period like it was a it was kind of a thing to like lead an Antarctic exhibition or uh, expedition, 
and a lot of it was kind of for show. It was kind of it was sort of a pissing contest between like all these like I don't know. Polar exploration wasn't it wasn't really about science. At least in the case of like Shackleton, he wasn't going down there to do real science. I mean, he would like take measurements and shit, but none of that was ever real science. That's not like Scott wasn't doing anything meaningful to science at that point. But that was the guys they went under. In the same way as like what would you say the modern day equivalent of a Arctic exploration, Antarctic exploration at that time was? You know those GoPro videos? Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's like that. It was like, like pe- that. people jumping off of like like cliff divers. Yeah. It was like yeah, exactly. It was this vibe of like really what you want is for people to be like, "Oh man, that's so cool." Yeah. That dude is so and this was always dudes. And that dude is so like like sexy and like, but you're couching it in this sort of like for the good of mankind language. Okay, Cliff Divers is a bad example. Who's I've got that, a better example. Who's that YouTube guy? I, first I, name's I should Casey. add in it's case like, my... Casey yeah. That, who's like all his videos are just GoPro videos yeah. of him like I should, fucking I want to add yeah. here real quick that I I mean, I love GoPro videos, but like, <laughs> it's, there. I mean, you know. See, this entire episode is being recorded via GoPro, yeah, via GoPro. that's strapped on the yeah. top of my head. Yeah. See, what I think of is like the the best example of like Antarctic exploration today is the people who like go to the top floor of a stadium and throw a basketball backwards and it swishes in like a basketball hoop that's set like 500 feet away. But see, that is is good and helps mankind when that happens. Whereas like Antarctica, you know, like that's like well, but I'm saying that that I'm I'm just saying that the death rate of those people to because like. Who guys. does that? What is this? I've never heard you've of never this. Seen, thing. You've never seen those videos? They're like, like, it's like always like sports dude channel four twenty blaze it. Okay, back to hit you again with another uh, two mile long football pass. I'm gonna put this football into a cannon and launch it at my Fred Tank's nuts. All right, <laughs> get him. <laughs> No, no, I don't know that, but I'd like to. <laughs> Take my friend Tank's nuts. That's the name of the song that I'm going to be playing on this episode, too. I don't know how you knew that. I always knew that my my, my love of an extremely goofy movie would come in handy. <laughs> Oh goodness! Uh, um. The sequel? Yeah, Tank. Tank is a character voiced by um, Brad Garrett. <laughs> oh God! Oh All right. God! <laughs> he has a falling out with Chester. Chest- Chester Chestington the Third, or whatever the fuck that guy's name is. Uh, um. <laughs> right. Anyway, everybody knows. Everybody knows. Everybody knows the story of Shackleton and the endurance where, like a big fucking idiot, they rode a really expensive boat out into a lake that froze over. The lake froze over, the boat was destroyed, which could I mean could have easily been predicted might happen. And then they had to like what they, did a, they did a bunch of brave shit because they fucked up real bad. Endurance is like nineteen seventeen or there. Okay, so this was literally like nine years after we were like yeah, we built a giant ship. It can't be sunk. Fuck, it ran into ice. Whoops. Yeah. 
I mean, and they just did not. If you really think. look at the history of Western culture, it is that it is like people doing really inter- like incredible things because they fucked up in even more incredible <laughs> ways. Like, yeah, like the whole sh- the Shackleton's like march across the ice and then like doing this thing. You know, they like like literally took these tiny little boats, barely canoes, across the most turbulent sea in the world to reach the most remote island from where a small party of them sailed another tiny boat to an even more remote island and then hiked across this desolate, uncharted island to reach, like, a whaling post. It's, like, that's incredibly brave, but it was also, like, if if they just weren't, like, dumb... They wouldn't have had to be that brave, you know. They were just being <laughs> stupid. And I don't know, but it's it's cool. I mean, and I actually I love Shackleton as a figure. He's he's very good. I hate um, him, but uh, okay. his gotch yeah. is all right. It's blended. <laughs> <laughs> Shackleton, it's blended. And so that's like uh, that's like my okay. Mad Men pitch. Yeah, I should I should add that we have a bottle of Shackleton branded scotch in front of us right now. It's based off of the whiskey that was actually given to the 1907 British Antarctic expedition. Yeah, that's a different one. Which they found. I like, have a book about that one. They here found with a me, couple but, bottles. Oh, you brought books. You. Pre- I brought books. I had no intention of using you them. You prepared but, way more than. But, but I just thought books. we might like get onto a tangent where I might just be you like, had to look up. Let's look. Some <laughs> but you shit weren't prepared for the. You weren't prepared for the kind of tangent we would get get on. Which yeah, is, I honestly didn't think we'd spend that long <laughs> about talking about the nuts. Santa Claus, which <laughs> yeah, I probably should have predicted. The Santa Claus and tanks. Nuts, which is the name of this episode. Anyway, the other famous story, I mean, that, that people really think of is this whole Scott of the Antarctic thing, which is, he was... The uh, Dread Pirate Scott, right? <sighs> Scott of the Antarctic? Fucking die! <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, we Rob, do not know how to have a guest on. No, <laughs> dude, it's all good. I mean... This is... I see, we brought, a, a we brought in a good friend of ours so that we could really work through the, the, the pains... So that when we bring in like random people who are famous, like yeah. like when we get Tony Shaloub on this podcast, <laughs> we don't it. embarrass ourselves. Well, this is our second guest episode. Yeah, think of just me as being like too, a sort of practice Tony Shaloub. We're getting better. Who's we're getting the first better. guest? Uh, Sam. Oh yeah, I thought we heard that episode. Yeah, she did Grease too. We kind of talked about Grease too. I think uh, we we gave three different pitches for <laughs> Grease Two. I'm not really sure. I was worried I would so. not have enough material to fill up the time, but boy <laughs> no. was I wrong. Oh boy. Yeah. Um. You didn't know that. Yeah. The first <laughs> half hour was going to be about the Santa Claus. Yeah. You, you like for, I said, I probably should have predicted. You forgot yeah. the important part about this this podcast, which is that it is educational ish. <laughs> oh, new branding. That's our thing. Big, That's right. Educational. 2018. Yeah. Yeah. Educational ish. Ish. A big focus on the ish. Robert Falcon Scott, who <laughs> was one of the, he he was uh, he and this guy named Roald Amundsen, who oh, is yeah, it's a Norwegian that. name. I don't. Fuck, it's pronounced Roald. I don't care about Norway. I don't know how to pronounce his name. I'm sorry. Fuck the Dutch. Yeah, Norway and is Norway. just they're just North Dutch. <laughs> far, far. That's North what Dutch. I think about that. Um, anyway, so but we can edit in this in, like, case. Part sound later, right? Short, like short bastards. Yeah, if you could just put in a really realistic, <laughs> disgusting, oh, yeah. kind of flatulent sound. Um, <laughs> How do you do? <laughs> Robert Falcon Scott um, <laughs> came down. 
to the Antarctic to try and reach the North Pole. And it's this whole thing, but uh, essentially he was beat to it. The South Pole. Yeah, it's every pole's the North Pole when you're when you're. Well, rich, I just wanted you know. to be clear because I didn't. I didn't okay, maybe, maybe he South got. Pole, he, got was, me, he was going yeah. for the long. He's All right, you caught you caught me in a lie. Are you happy? <laughs> yeah, you happy? I don't think this guy ever existed. Antarctica's not even a real place, Wait, is it? Well, what's it. his name? Robert Falcon. <laughs> I hate, I, I hate this podcast. Um, it's my least favorite. Podcast. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm turning this into a zoo crew. <laughs> like Robert Airhorn Falcon. Okay. <laughs> what ha- Scott, Scott, what, Scott. What happened Scott. to our soundboard? Oh my god! Who wants to make the bong noise? <laughs> I don't have a good bong noise. Neither did I. Uh, so I'm not gonna revisit that. Robert Falcon Scott. Uh, <laughs> he was he. It was a big deal to try and reach the South Pole, and so he was gonna try and do it. But then this guy, Ronald Amundsen, kind of like swooped him on it a little bit, and mm-hmm. was just he heard that he was gonna do it. And Amundsen had recently kind of been denied at the North Pole, like somebody got to the North Pole before him, and he's like, "Man, fuck it, I'm gonna." I'm gonna beat I'm this dirty Brit to the South Pole if it's the last thing I do. And he he did just because he like did it. He was like doing. He knew the cheat codes. Yeah, exactly. He used the the. I don't know about Konami video games. Up, up, Konami down, code. down, left, right, left, right. Yeah, left, starts right. to like. And starts um, right. yeah, Amundsen made all the right decisions, and Scott. Because he was British, sorry, Sumi made all the wrong decisions. Dude, the Queen will see. Well, yeah, the well, Queen well, might. Who see. made the wrong decision? Scott Robert Falcon Scott. <laughs> yeah. Love Yay. it. Um, yeah. Yay. Now it's a podcast. Now it's a podcast. Before. Anyway, no. he died. Um, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, oh, I, put a, that, a, I put that rap air horn at the wrong alone point. <laughs> on, on the Antarctic ice shelf, all of his all of his men died, and then and then he died. How do we know? So did it, I assume everyone had journals that? Yeah, I actually I have his journals with me. Oh I, shit! I, let me see if I can. Sorry, bump the mic. Let me see if I can find his last entry because I want to get into this mood because I'm about to. We're about to get into some pretty grim shit. His last entry is just like, oh fuck, it's cold. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Okay. This was a mistake. This, yeah. ep- this episode, he never, he never really says it. He says stuff like, "We're all feeling very done," or like, "What a what a horrible, frightful mess this is." <laughs> and it's like that's probably just the hypothermia. Yeah. Saying. I have this book. It's called "Race for the South Pole," which is by this guy named Roland Hunsford, who like made his life's work to discredit Robert Scott, which I think is <laughs> kind of funny. Oh, he good. just like devoted his whole life to like dunking on this like. Man, that's the original Twitter. <laughs> yeah, this is very Twitter. It's, it's very you got a petty. blue 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 cover and everything. Okay. Yeah, he has this whole letter. Um, but fuck the letter. Yeah, so he says March March 29th. Since the 21st, we've had a continuous gale from the west, southwest, and southwest. We had fuel to make two cups of tea apiece. He's with, I think, three surviving people, and bare food for two days on the 20th. Every day we have been ready to start for our depot eleven miles away. But outside the door of the tent, it remains a scene of whirling drift. I do not think we can hope for any better things now. We shall stick it out to the end, but we are getting weaker, of course, and the end cannot be far. It seems a pity, but I do not think I can write more, Robert Scott. 
And his last entry, undated, is simply, for God's sake, look after our people. He's referring to his, his uh, wife and children, I think. Damn. So, it's pretty heavy. Um, yeah. And, and despite, you know, he made a lot of mistakes, but it's the the kind of death that you meet out there in the polar plateau is not is not like anything we have today. Uh, like closest probably like people who... Well, even now you should climb climb Everest. I mean, I think about I think about 127 hours or something like yeah. that. That's about. I mean, we don't have even the Antarctic is not the wilderness today that it used to be. It because it used to be a simple point of fact that like nobody there was absolutely no way of knowing what was even there. You know, we there was no there were no satellites. There's no anything like you got up there and you were as alone as any human being has ever been do they have like ideas was it like a thing where they you know they're like well it's you know it's probably just nothing it's probably just cold and mountainous or did they like weirdos who essentially were like, I, I, I bet there's candy I, there was a whole thing i mean well you know about pym right the diary of arthur gordon pym yeah, yeah the, the, I, I do there, not. Were, there were these ideas Tech-a-lily. up until relatively late up until i think the bird expedition oh that's there he is. That's Sir Ar- <laughs> Arthur Gordon Pym himself. Oh man! Boy, this is. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! It's Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Another callback. Oh no! It's just Jake Gyllenhaal and a mask. Um, I don't know about Pym. <laughs> okay, uh, Ed, he, he has a cup. It's not. It's not super important. Edgar Allan Poe wrote a novel called "The Tale of Arthur Gordon Pym" or something about a guy who like sails through Antarctica. And then finds this race of weird people that like pygmies. It's racist, yeah. I mean, it's Poe, so it's racist. But there's an awesome Matt Johnson novel called Pym. It's like a re, and man, it's really good. Um, a re envisioning of that, and it's like, I don't know. I, I, yeah, it. And that's referenced in that that Poe story is referenced in H.P. Lovecraft's at the mountains. Yeah, I mean Lovecraft's Mountains Madness being like the quintessential. Probably the only time Lovecraft was ever less racist than anybody. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like there's this idea that there might be something on over those mountains. Yeah. Because the plateau is basically the, there's this big plateau of ice in East Antarctica. And it's, there are all these mountains that sort of lead up. You have to climb them to get onto the plateau. And nobody, I mean, nobody knew what was there. I'm p- pretty sure people knew that it would be cold and boring. But like, there's no way of knowing, you know. Um, I, I know that uh, for people who believe in life after a flat life. earth, uh, that there's a belief that the edge of the earth is surrounded in these ice plates. And that if you can go to it, you can see the edge of the earth. But I'm guessing these Arctic explorers were not flat earthers. I think flat earthers are like a thing that probably existed for like two years when people had just evolved from monkeys and then in the 21st century because apparently (laughs) everything is a thing no that's yeah they're not i mean we all like even the people that died well they might have told yeah i don't know maybe there's maybe there's been the whole flat earth thing for a while we all know the flat earth is a crock of shit flat earthers fucking Come at me. My my handle is at John Kasich. Um, <laughs> my handle is at JD Vance if yeah, you're trying to get at but me. But the important thing here is that Hollow Earth is where it's at. Yeah, Hollow Earth is actually true. I know about Hollow Moon. 
I don't know the hollow earth. They're all hollow. Everything. Ev- like down to the last planet. So hollow. what's on the inside of the earth if it's hollow? Um, I think the rock is down there now. Dwayne Johnson? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, like condos. And oh shit. no, it's sorry. a pretty exclusive zip. Are they code. nice condos? It was Brendan Fraser. Yeah, they're a little they warm. Pool? They get a little warm. Of course, they got pools. Cool. Yeah, they got pools. That sounds nice. Brendan Fraser and The Rock. Yeah. yeah. I believe those were the yeah, two. You're going for a journey to the center. Yeah, of the I earth, believe those were the two stars of, of Disney's right. Journey to the Center of the Earth. No, well, it was Brendan Fraser, and then, and then in Journey to the Center of the Earth too, it was Dwayne Johnson. Why they have to go back? Uh, it's a different guy. They probably just left some stuff there. Yeah. The, the Rock was just like walking through LA one day. He's like, oh, fuck. I forgot Brendan Fraser at the center of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Now, that would be a good movie. Oh, yeah. We'll put we'll put that on the board next to The Santa Wars. Yeah. If, any, if anyone out there in Hollywood just wants to finance any of these ideas. Metal Gear Solid 5, The Santa Pain. That's I don't. Not a good joke. That's a joke that I, I got. I got zero percent of that joke. So congrats on that. Uh, fifth Metal Gear Solid game is called if The ex- Phantom Pain. Like, don't Honestly, explain man, it. yeah. If you explain it, I'm not gonna get it yeah. anymore. Pretty um, much, if anyone listening, but I'm has glad you're like far and did get that joke. Contact us because you're are, you're the best person. Yeah, you're not actually a co-host. Yeah, <laughs> you 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 get this podcast. Come yeah. come claim your podcast. Yeah. This is like a Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory situation. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Let's get. was I? Um, well. How, how many references to films can I make tonight? All right. So the Flat Earthers were wrong. I mean, We've established I, look, that. I haven't been down. Like, the Flat Earthers are like, I'm certain they're wrong, but also like, I don't know. Like, whatever. I have not, I have not seen the actual shape of the Earth, so... I don't know. If you want to adopt that standard of evidence, I guess. Like, I don't know. Whatever. But the you point is... That you don't have to defend Flat yeah. Earthers. Okay, yeah, okay. Flat Earthers, fuck y'all. Yeah. Y'all are wrong. Come at me. At J.D. Stands. Vance. Uh, <laughs> look, uh, anyway, no, there's definitely a South Pole because, like, a bunch of people uh, died Dying. as fuck trying to get there. Did they... Re- uh, so... Do people die of... Do they freeze to death? Is it starvation? Is it... Uh, actually, a lot of people die of thirst. Really? It's a number of things. It's a lot of things. One, it's incredibly dry. You get very thirsty. You need more water than you can possibly get. Uh, people yeah. have a... At that time, people had a, a what's called a primus or prima stove. I don't know. I think it's primus. Um, so you could melt snow into water, but you know, there's a limited amount of fuel, and obviously what you carry with you is very limited. So... It, your options for for potable water were actually fairly low. You can't just eat snow. It's it's not actually good. Um, and and hunger is. I think hunger is the thing that classically kills you. That's the thing that like. That's the reason that people, if people had brought enough food, they would have been okay. Well, because you but can like, go, like, a month without eating. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you can, no, like, you can go a month without eating. It's yeah, I the, think in the certain of, circumstances. Yeah, the amount of days know. that you can go without eating is pretty. But you high, have to have water. Yeah, yeah, water you can only go like. But it's water and hunger and and the the frostbite days. and hmm. the cold is just something that's present. People, people who didn't die got frostbite. I mean, every like everybody got frostbite, and you just got over it, or you lost a toe or something. Mm-hmm. It was not. 
It, I mean, it, it was what rec- killed you, but really, like, thirst and hunger. You can recover from frostbite? Yeah, yeah, sure. Really? Yeah. Okay. I always thought, it's like... Not, it's not fun, but yeah, yeah, you can get... I mean, I don't know. Maybe the tissue's damaged, but... Hmm. Yeah, it's not... It, it's not like if you get frostbite, you got... It's like, bam, sorry. Sorry about your hand, dude. That's over, you know? Huh. Yeah, I, yeah, you can get... No, totally. I thought it was. It depends yeah. on how But there are, I mean, there are all these effects, and as, it, at approximately 1 a.m. when I finally get around to talking about <laughs> the, the Austral, Australasian Antarctic uh, expedition, I'll talk about maybe a little bit of those. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there are, I mean, everything out there will kill you. Every single thing involved in the circumstance of journeying to the North Pole in 1910 or whatever mm-hmm. will kill you just straight up. It, none of it is good, and especially also when you're out there, um, you're not eating. You're not eating healthy food. You are not eating like green vegetables. You're eating at best like pemmican, which is essentially like really diluted jerky, uh, often just like seal blubber, chocolate Dilu- diluted with what? Like uh, dried fruit and stuff. Okay. You know, just like this sort of very protein-rich, dense food. Seal blood, or is that just a weird thing we made up? Seal blubber. Uh, seal blood. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I haven't heard about that. That was. I reading. just remember we talked a lot about fermented seal blood, and I didn't know if that was just a drink that we invented or if that <sighs> I was an actual thing. I honestly don't. I don't know. That seems like a thing that somebody made up to be racist about the Inuit. <laughs> if I'm being honest, that seems like something that like. Fuck. Some Did like we make Russian that up? person I'm, I'm would be like. I'm pretty sure we made that up. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> hey, not... think about how that looks and think about. Well, we weren't. It wasn't things. about the Inuit or or the. No, I mean various. I, look, and, and I indigenous I races. This is, yeah, this is a tough thing to get into precisely, but the the stuff that people did and the stuff that I, I specifically am talking about, like white Europeans did out there, is like it it beggars belief. It really does. I mean, because once you ran out of pemmican and these, like, horrible little crackers you would eat and chocolate and all, you know, maybe you had a bottle of brandy or something, uh, you you had ponies and you had dogs and you ate dogs, you know, and the dogs ate dog, too. And you, like, boiled dog bones to make soup and you ate that and you just ate seal blubber and, you know, anything. Um, so it, it's not... It was a thing that people put themselves through. I think I have this theory about this like Antarctic thing where it was like really people wanted to like punish themselves. <laughs> I, I honestly like the the general conscience of Europe by that point in time by the early 1900s was like no, we actually suck, and it's like that it's some sort of ritual penance for that. I don't know if that's that could just be like the brandy talking but that's kind of going theory so i guess my question then is what religion were the majority of these explorers were they anglican lip service to uh in british case anglican um honestly you don't i mean you hear some talk about god but it's not like okay because it just seems like the, the punishment thing just seems like a totally Catholic thing to do. It's yeah, I, like, I don't think it's... I think I have some sort of Freudian idea about it, but... Yeah, like it I'm wasn't... probably... Honestly, I'm probably full of shit. So. I don't know. The idea that, like, that's not necessarily consciously acknowledged. Yeah, but Definitely. there's a sense to which it, it is. It, it feels like a purification ritual, yeah. almost. Because, and, yeah, nobody comes back 
unchanged. Were the people leading it like mostly wealthy? Uh, or was it, it, it depends. Like really? Scott was a military officer. He come. He I think he came from a good family. Shackleton was a sort of Irish. I th- I think not particularly. I think the general. I think they were more like of what you might think of our status, like hmm. upper middle class folks who yeah. who had specialized training of some sort. They Usually they were military. Formerly military? Yeah, okay. or, or sort of came from that background. It's it's hard to parse because back in those days a lot of you know, a lot of people were military. There yeah. wasn't this strict distinction of, of that there is now. You know. I don't think Mawson who I'll be talking about later. I don't think he was military, but he was a geologist. So this is like a hmm. thing where they basically just did this because like they either had some personal thing or is it, it like it they, interesting to they thought like, cause like you got to imagine some of these people did it because like being the first person to reach the South pole is like a big deal, you know? Yeah. I think, I like mean, with Shackleton, especially you see this sort of drive to just be more and more gonzo every time of like i'm gonna reach the south pole i'm gonna circumnavigate the entire antarctic continent i'm gonna you know it i think they were really interested in just doing it i think they liked i think honestly a lot of these people went down there because they could not have have lived well in society and they thought that this was the only thing for them when you think about it i mean you think about guys like like Frank Wild or that's the guy who shot all the dogs, right? Well, yeah, everybody shot. It, that, <laughs> but but he, he I, yeah, okay. He I wrote the a world poem. Uh, the backstory is I wrote a poem about Frank Wild shooting a bunch of dogs. He, I mean, somebody else would have did that if he did. How many everybody dogs did, did he shoot? Uh, I think thirty. Ultimately. That's a lot of dogs and a cat. Yeah, he shot a lot of dogs. He shot the cat too. Why'd they have a cat? Uh, whose cat was it? Because it's like dogs can at least drag a sled. That cat, that cat ain't doing no, shit. No, it was. Not Brocklethurst. He wasn't even on that. I, I don't know. It was a it was a guy. It doesn't matter. The point is, it. I think it was the last gasp of this sort of heroic era of exploration, mm-hmm. and this was the last thing that there was to explore. Everything at this point, you know, America was America. Both the Americas, um, Africa was sort of was divvied up among the European powers. Asia was completely. No, I mean the rest of the world was completely laid laid bare. So there was some hope that there was something, or at least not nothing. I don't think I don't. I think everybody knew it was nothing. I think there's some. There was just something powerful, and there's something deep in Western culture that looks at a blank space on the map and says, "I want to own that." You know, right? I I I don't want want this to say here there be dragons anymore or whatever. Yeah, complete. Even more pernicious. It's. I mean, there is an attitude of curiosity and exploration that I think are really cool, but there's also a sense of claiming it, of like trying to not to get like depressingly post-colonial here on this comedy podcast, but there is something about like carving up the earth and claiming it for the queen or the king, as as it were. Which Mm -hmm. is interesting because like Antarctica is not. It's it's not sovereign, right? But it it is yeah. They're split up. Among well, one there there is no there are no indigenous <clears throat> inhabitants of Antarctica except for like penguins. But it's divvied up among what twelve con- countries? Yeah, there are a certain number: Chile, Argentina, J- mm, yeah. yeah, something like that. I think there, it's twelve. I think it's divvied a- up, and, and countries that are on uneasy terms with each other collaborate in science. 
in Antarctica. You know, it's a very neutral space. Yeah. It's um, just weird because, like, I feel like you had Antarctica and then you had the Arctic came afterwards, right? Or that Arctic, Arctic exploration happened prior to... The North Pole was reached before the South Pole, supposedly. Right. I don't think... Okay. Who is it that claimed to reach the North Pole? I don't think they actually did. But, uh... Yeah, know. there's a couple. There's a couple people, and I remember the one. One is disputed. So they, yeah. we reached the North Pole. We reached the South Pole, and then they're just like the only. It's important place to remember to- too that when we reached the South Pole, a huge part of the Antarctic, the Antarctic continent was still blank. Yeah, like the South Pole is, is sort of like, actually relatively close to the Arctic Ocean, the Antarctic um, Circle. Uh, so it's not like. I mean, the most remote place is like Lake Vostok uh, on the Eastern Arctic ice shelf. And that, I think it was 50s before anybody got there. Anyway. But at that point, we'd, we'd moved on to bigger and better things. like Yeah, like bombing each other with nukes and, blow, and Blowing up the moon or whatever. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Um, anyway, uh, so, but the thing that I came here prepared to talk about going on our, like, whatever at this point uh, is... It's, it's officially one hour. Um, okay. How about we uh, take a break? Yes, yeah, uh, right. Will you intro like or talk about your song? Yeah, and then we'll play that, and then come back and okay. talk about the thing. Cool. <laughs> the third act. Yeah. Act three, finally getting to the shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. No, that's good. It's good pacing. We're like marathon runners on this podcast. Uh, I don't. And that and that we run out of breath. And that our our we have like blood dripping <laughs> from our, our nipples down our, yeah, our like, I've, see-through I've, I've peed myself five times already. <laughs> um, do you want to say something about the song? Yeah, yeah, I'll say something about the song. Uh, this song's called Antarctica Tour Diary. It's in parentheses, <laughs> Tank's, Tank's Nuts. nuts. <laughs> Tank's Nuts. My friend Tank, and it's nuts. Um, <laughs> it's supposed to be the last song on a Silas album that may never come out. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, it's just about... It was written partially about... the I Just, like, the fucking, like, big fucking ice shelf, which I just think is so cool. And also about this guy <laughs> named uh, Moyes, who uh, was stuck. Not stuck, but he, he was, like... I think it was, like, a wild party on the Mawson expedition. Went out and just left him there at the base. And they got stranded and they were really late coming back and he was just there uh, on at camp just thinking like what if they don't like what if i'm what if this is the last place i'll ever be in my life um i don't know anyway this song is called antarctica tour diary Oh, 
chance to stay behind the camp To mine the radio Hello, I'm Thamek, and this is Antarctica. Uh, I have with me Paul Vine and Nick Rue. Um, we're talking about the Antarctic continent today, tonight. Um, I wanted uh, to get kind of down to business, kind of down to the material that I prepared, by which I mean that I spent 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. today. That's- you spent two hours? Yeah, man. Damn, thanks. Man, oh, how dude. long do you think I spend yeah, studying? Like, come on, topics. You know, it takes. I, I mean, like this is all minutes. stuff that I'd like. I'd like 
I spent a long time last year writing a big poem about this incident. Yeah. So it was like notes I had already taken, but I just like I don't know. You, you just know. had to go back to the poem yeah. Go and back. Fill, I don't know. My my mom's librarian. I take research more seriously than I take uh, like taxes or dating or stuff. <laughs> you know, it's like it's much more important. Um. Anyway, I, I wanted to talk about a guy uh, named um, Sidney Jeffries. Uh, who is a pretty, he's like kind of a footnote in the history of, of that sort of golden age of Antarctic exploration. He was a radio operator on the, uh, let me see if I can, Aust- Australasian Antarctic Expedition. Mm-hmm. That sounds about right. It's a real, that is a real, um, it's a real mouth fucker right there. <laughs> he looks like this. Hey, mom. Uh, <laughs> uh, he, he, what? Oh, okay, that's yeah. a joke. Wow, it's a okay. bad joke. If anything, I thought you'd go with the Philip Jeffries joke. No, I, well, I was thinking yeah, Australia. Was I was thinking Jim Jeffries. Yeah. yeah, I thought you were gonna go because uh, I was tempted to make it like we're not gonna talk about Judy. Well, Who? David, David, uh, David you guys Bowie's might as well honestly. Peaks. You guys might as well be speaking like a different language for uh, all that I understand. Of David this. Bowie plays a character in Twin Peaks: Fire Walk with Me called oh, Philip Jeffries okay. that comes up in the third season. Is no David Duchovny's a crossdresser, right? Uh, trans. Trans. Is he trans? He's trans. Okay. He plays a trans character. Yeah. Uh, but let's get back okay. to the actual yeah, okay. content. Back to the. So we took a break from the second segment, which was actually going well, and now we're back into the third. And we're well, the, the radiator kicked on. We all burned ourselves. Everything changed. We yeah. are now we're on a sugar. I found high. the Rolos. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like. It's just a matter of time before I, you know, I don't, I don't... If somebody wanted to accuse us of stealth advertising, they would have a lot of companies with which to accuse <laughs> us of doing that for. Yeah. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Corbell California Brandy. <laughs> there is no, like, XO VSOP designation on this brandy. Anyway. And also, Rogue One A Star Wars Story presents Rogue One A Star Wars Story. Brandy, Gillette, Gillette Fusion Razors, Gillette Champagne. All right. All right. Let's get to the education. Okay. Sidney Jeffries, radio operator on the last leg of this expedition, which I'm just going to call an expedition because I cannot say the word Australasian any more times. It will destroy me. Um, If you'd actually do it, I'd say it a third time. It shows up. (laughs) Beetlejuice style. (laughs) Just the word. Big block letters. Yeah. Um, He came in. There's this. Uh, he came in on, on the ship, the Aurora, that was supposed to take Mawson and his whole crew back to... Sorry. What? What are you laughing uh, is at? Is there something fucking wrong? Can I do something for <laughs> Sorry, you? Sorry, I just really wanted to scream out Aurora Borealis like, you for the second time this episode. <laughs> All right. Yeah. But like, it wouldn't. It would have been the Aurora uh, Australis, actually. Yeah. Okay. S- <laughs> step off. Um, anyway... <laughs> Like, <laughs> so he comes in. Moss and, and his his crew are supposed to go back with the Aurora to Australia, but Mawson had he had gotten lost on the ice, or he had, he had kind of gotten himself in a bit of a pickle, which we'll get to later. And he did not make it back, so the Aurora left without him, and they left Jeffries as the radio operator. I don't know the exact circumstances. That the guy who was running the radio like went home, or I don't know. Just like he just went home. Yeah, he just he just like I'm out. Yeah, he signed yeah. off for the last time. Yeah, he signed off for the last time. 
good night and good luck. Um, what the what was that reference? Uh, the movie Good Night and Good Luck. There's a that's based on a person. Yeah. Oh uh, God, what's the old news? George caster? Clooney. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so yes. um, that's Walter Cronkite. Is it? They all have like just like they're all the names. same person. Yeah. Stupid. And all I know is that Bruce um, Springsteen, Bruce Almighty, in that movie with Jim Bruce Carrey, Springsteen Almighty. That movie where Jim Carrey becomes Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> becomes the boss. Morgan Freeman oh, who plays who, Clarence. <laughs> this is like steering a car out of a skid. <laughs> yeah, you just gotta learn to go with it. You yeah, just gotta, you, yeah I just gotta learn to crash into the snowbank. Yeah. Let the airbags deploy. Yeah. Just bring plenty of well, fresh water to drink. Was, this car was while you guys before. talk about the Santa Claus for it, it, twenty it, it years. Kinda, I realize now when we have a guest on, it kind of feels like um, kids that are trying to break a substitute teacher. <laughs> <laughs> like we're just in there. Like, oh man. Yeah, my name is. You guys remember uh, the episode of Hey Arnold where what's his what's the name the teacher? Now you're feeling it. Now you're bringing up <laughs> hey oh, Mr. Mr. Simmons. Mr. Simmons, you remember when he first comes in? No. Oh my God! We should like watch that episode like <laughs> on air right now because it's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah. Oh, you liked Antarctica? Well, and no, nope, this is the Hey Arnold episode. <laughs> no, no, Welcome to hell. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so PS nine one two. I forget what their school number was. It's, I thought I don't think it was nine one two. Nine oh two one oh? No, that's that's the It's not possible to look this up. I think it is. You continue talking, I'm okay. just gonna interrupt so Mawson, when I find it out. Mawson comes back. Yeah, we got it. We got he comes back alone. He he had brought a couple people out with him and one eighteen. Nineteen? One eighteen. One eighteen. That sounds right. That tracks. Anyway, they died. Um <laughs> In, all the, all the in pretty hair. horrible ways, <laughs> which the, I'll get to in a second. All the kids and so Mossin comes back to camp, and uh, and it's sort of a skeleton crew. There were like six people there, you know. Well, yeah, they the, all died. Of course, there'd be skeletons. Uh, they don't. Yeah. Um, I right. literally <laughs> I'm am fucking idiot. Just I thought you were an expert. Beaten down, <laughs> like I'm broken. You know, like what what can I do? Um. You can continue telling us about um, Sidney Jeffries, radio operator. Yes. Yeah. At at first, um, he. If, if you say his name again, I get to do that rap air horn. Please, I fucking beg you to do it. Um, <laughs> but you gotta wait for it. I don't even feel in control of this anymore. <laughs> yep, completely gone. Um, anyway, so he's he's fine, but the, he starts to show these sort of odd signals. He sleeps at odd hours he does not sleep when he should sleep and he sleeps when he should be maybe operating the radio is that a problem what sleeping when you're supposed to be working and yes let's yeah, continue it, it on. is yeah okay. um it's, it's a lot uh this is a lot of little things and Mawson is i you know he is as a person he has been like pretty close to just broken um he's just gotten back from possibly the most like harrowing expedition of maybe all time you know and and he comes back and this guy Sidney Jeffries I don't know if he had ever shown any sort of symptoms are you gonna do the air horn or not (laughs) no I'm no that would be rude all right do it just do it now do it 
I mean, now you have it pulled up. Yep. All right. All right. All right. That was See, that. I feel like that. We, yeah, that, that didn't have the impact that I wanted it to. I'm sorry. No. That's, that's so cool, Do you man. feel bad? Yeah. Good. It's all right. I didn't. I can't come here and make you feel no, bad. No. No. Don't. don't. Okay. Don't. Okay. Don't. okay. Let like, him feel it. <laughs> Is this an intervention? No. <laughs> it can't be. In my episode of Caesar Milan Dog Whisperer. We have 15 minutes left to Holy find out shit. what happened to. Jim Jeffries. No. And the East Street Sydney, Band. Sydney Jeffries. I'm going to die. <laughs> Sydney Jeffries. Uh, anyway, so the first sign of real trouble is that on like in sometime in July. And July is the Antarctic winter. July in Antarctica is not a fun fucking place to be because it is, it's just like it's dark almost all the time. It's incredibly cold. The place they were staying at was nicknamed Home of the Blizzard because it would, it like, <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, that's like the literally the name of Mawson's autobiography is Home of the Blizzard, <laughs> which I, I mean, I have to think like he knew that this would probably eventually be a great slogan for something. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah he, but if you like go through his journal, he's got like <laughs> he, a couple of crossed out things of like Home of the Dilly well, Bar. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I was going to make that joke, you bastard. Home of Fudgy the Whale. So close. <laughs> oh, my God. If I were just a little quicker on the uptake, um, I'm two for two. I've, I ruined my so dad's life yesterday. Seven, the way. seven July or something like that. July seventh. Um, uh, Jeffries just like randomly picks a fight with this guy Cecil Madigan, uh, who was this other guy. That's an awesome name. He yeah, Cecil Madigan, um, who as a personality was exactly like you would expect from the name, but he basically says like, hey. Madigan, let's go into the next room and have this out, like men. And Madigan has no idea what the fuck he's talking about. Um, uh, Mawson's diary seems to indicate that Jeffries was supposedly like driven to this because Madigan said that he was reading Hound of the Baskervilles, and Jeffries thought that that was him, that he was the Hound of the Baskerville. So, I mean, uh, and according to Jeffries, what happened is that Madigan had made an insinuation against Mawson with regard to Mertz. Mertz was another one of the folks who went out on this long sort of trek with Mawson and a guy named Ninnis. So they went out on this big sledging party. Um, I think ponies and and dogs and sledges and all that. Ninnis, at a certain point, fell into a crevasse and took all their supplies with him. And which, I mean, that's like one of the worst deaths you can have is to fall into a crevasse in the Antarctic. You just like, you know, you just fall down and you're like broken and that's it. You like lay there in the cold. So you die. But the actual worst death you can have happened to Xavier Mertz, who went back with Mawson and then got sick in a really weird, disquieting way, like began to like, you know, like, peel off his skin and shit and ice madness is it ice madness nah. arctic madness we're about to talk about uh polar depression um but no what arctic- happened to mertz was essentially people think it was i think either too much or too little vitamin a because at this point they were eating dog like mm-hmm. exclusively which doesn't have any vitamin a. yeah and it like fucks <laughs> fucks you up no, it's true. It's true. It is true. It's, I know. It's, it's just hard to the say way... if it was like if that was the case. But the point is, there have been these sort of. There's been this rumor. So Mertz dies. 
Mawson is like miles and miles away from camp and he just slugs it back. Like he doesn't have anything to eat. There's just, I mean, he just does it. It's one of the most incredible journeys in history, but there are all, there's this sort of nagging suspicion that like, come on, he like ate that dude, right? Like he totally, I mean, the guy prepared himself for him. It sounds like, like, I don't know. Anyway, there's so that element of the, the story. It, okay, so there's a thing that the guy took his own skin off. I I forget if that's the story. I have it all written down somewhere. But like, oh, is it possible the other guy got to got his skin off? Yeah, like, he, oh, he I, know, I think it's, it's I think it just fell. Yeah, it, it was like season it, two of Hannibal or whatever. It's not. He was not that in was. his like right mind. Yeah, and he I don't know. Just his whole body shut down. Stopped being able to do anything. Kind of, I don't know. You know, I I mean, if you're cold too, also I think frostbite like does cause. Yeah, but it wasn't frostbite. It was it was it was yeah. I mean, everything was frostbite. It was all frostbite. Right. But (laughs) the point is, Xavier Mertz has about the worst death in the annals of Antarctic exploration. It's like very. uh, It's dark. You know, it's gruesome. And I so the idea that that Madigan, who did not like Mawson at all, might have made some sort of like kind of you know come on man you know that seems really plausible to me but anyway so i'm getting uh way into the weeds jeffries is just like let's fucking fight let's do this and then it escalates jeffries eventually becomes convinced that everybody in that camp is trying to like set him up and trying to like kill him and drive him insane and he like finally he writes this pretty wild letter let me see okay well the first thing he does is he tells mawson that he has venereal disease and that it's like messing with him he does not have venereal disease that's just something that he says (laughs) all right like the doctor examines him but he he says that to mawson and he says i need you to ask the doctor to give me poison it almost sounds like this is like what the thing from outer space was based off of it's an interesting thing from another planet the thing? Well, the thing is a remake, but the original was a thing from another planet, which was based off a short story as well. Oh, I'm... it was like a 1951 film, I believe that was released under the thing from outer space or the thing from another planet. Yeah, I'm not. Which is it's no similar, but the thing is obviously the the best. Version I think of that. the thing is this sort of it's part of this big genre. Even all of this polar stuff has to do with this very real phenomenon of polar depression. Mm-hmm. Polar winter is long. There is no light. There is no. I don't know. It's a special, unique thing, and it does... And I don't even want to make light of this, despite that this is a sort of weird curio of a story, but it, it, like, really messes with people. And that's this is sort of what happens to Jeffries. He... I think... And, and he writes to Mawson to that effect. He says, you are all on... You are on the eve of a... What does he say? Sir, you have, you have been previously forewarned that you were almost on the eve of a dastardly murder. That's kind of his writing style. It's, it's like very, I don't want to diagnose, you know, I don't know what that is, but it's not, I don't know. On the eve I'm of eating a dastardly a Rolo. murder. <laughs> that is definitely like a, that's like a novel that some like 23 some something in like Brooklyn would put out. On the eve of a dastardly murder. On the murder. eve of a dastardly murder. On the eve murder. of a dastardly murder. That's the first line of the jacket blurb. 
Yeah. On the eve of a dastardly murder. It's crazy. He writes like Hardy Boys novels titles. Yeah, it's it's gonna get it's gonna yeah, get Na- even cooler. Nancy Drew in the um. eve of a dastardly murder. <laughs> yeah. So Jeffries just decides uh to resign. Uh while he is just still there. there. <laughs> yeah, he's still there. He cannot and this that's what Mawson says. So Mawson I think this might have been what drove Jeffries over the edge because Mawson, despite being, you know, very brave and et cetera, is not a nice guy. I mean, no, look, no British person in 1913 was what we might think of as a nice guy. And so he decides to, like, sorry. But, you well, know, like, they're probably actually, like, pretty close to, like, the, I think the stereotype was actually, of a nice guy. Mawson was, like, Australian. Well, too, and, but, and, uh, when you're fuck. that cold and that hungry, yeah, it's, it's you're intense. not nice. So Mawson take you know, essentially... He like shows that letter to everybody and has has it out with Jeffries right in front of everyone, and he says essentially like, you know, uh, houses of accommodation in the Antarctic are few and far between. I think his exact words are, "We could rent out an ice cave for you on comparatively reasonable terms." But essentially, like, you have lost it, and if you're gonna play like this, you can't stay here. And if you can't stay here, like, you're gonna die. I don't the old, know, you know. The old mean girls. And, and he and he does this in a way that isolates and humiliates Jeffries, which is, I mean, playing. I don't think Mawson understands the psychology of this, but it's playing into that feeling that Jeffries already has. Yeah, that paranoia or whatever. So that that only continues to escalate, and he starts to think essentially that people are. It's unclear what Jeffries thinks is going on. Whether he thinks that they're trying to just kill him by denying him sleep, or whether he thinks, as he'll describe later. That, um, yeah, that uh, Mawson put him under a magnetic spell and tried to hypnotize him because everybody there was jealous that he was successful in setting up the radio mast. Magnetic spell? Let me read the letter. This this okay. is a letter from later. I kind of just am really into okay. his writing style. So. They then made every effort to hypnotize me, although I could not make out what they were up to at the time, having no knowledge of occult sciences. I shortly after fell into a magnetic spell. The fact is that my will became suddenly magnetic, and I am in a permanent state of mental thought transference, telepathy, or whatever you choose to call it. Damn. Oh, it's yeah. pretty wild. I, I don't, you know, it's I'm something... I'm really into that. I want to read all of this. It's It gets even... Better or worse, or I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a thing. I don't want to like make light of it. There's clearly a mental illness element to this, but it's also it's unclear to me what's going on, yeah. and how much of this was Jeffrey's coming into some environment where he was like the youngest guy, didn't know anybody, and just very you know, good at radio. Yeah, and how much of it was something that was sort of latent within him is is kind of unclear. Anyway, uh. It starts to escalate even more around September when Jeffrey starts to basically lie about what he's transmitting over the radio. He starts to say, I'm not getting anything. I'm not getting any messages. No signal at all. Either he's has he forgotten how to use the radio or is he lying about getting it? It turns out he's actually sending messages to the relay station on Macquarie Island. Stuff like uh, he, one of the things that's transmitted is this really weird haunting thing where he just sends like over and over again uh febrile ralph nine festa rondo nine like that's just it what what is that i don't know like it's unclear can what you, that can is. you say it again febrile ralph nine festa rondo nine 
I don't it says know. FR9, yeah. FR9. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like an alpha, like a native yeah. alphabetic code. I think the idea is that he's trying, he's trying to communicate something to McQuarrie, but I, you know, nobody knows, and it it finally transpires that he's he tells McQuarrie, impersonating Mawson, he tells them that everybody is insane except for him, Jeffries, and Mawson, and says that we're gonna have to leave the hut because they're all crazy. Signed, Mawson. And at that point, um, Mawson is like, dude, you can't. Yeah, we can't. Like, He's the only person who knows how to operate the radio, but at the, it's just better to not operate it rather than be sending shit. So he says, like... How did they find out that's what he's sending? Uh, I think they took him aside and, and were like, what? What? <laughs> you know, because, I mean, he's a professional radio operator. Yeah. I don't know. It... It's kind of, it, it would have been an environment where they would have been sleeping and he would have been sitting there at the radio and, you know, by the light of a lamp, just kind of trying to get in touch with Macquarie Island. And Was anyone responding? Were they communicating back? It's kind of unknown, honestly, yeah. what Macquarie Island was getting. My, my sense of it is that he probably, when he could get in touch with him, he was probably just sort of ranting and raving or I don't know. That's a, that's a really on PC way to refer to it. But I, I, my sense is that he, he probably, whatever he was sending wouldn't have made a lot of sense to them. I don't have a record of what they got. It's kind of, Mawson did not write about Jeffries in his home of the blizzard. He didn't, it's not something (laughs) you touch on. Yeah. Yeah. On his home with the Dilly Bar. Yeah, he, he and, wrote uh, him out. He wrote him out of the founding of. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, he he did pay yeah, him, but like it was a it was a, just barely because I mean, finally he he essentially fired him. Damn. You know, they they let other people work the radio, and That's Jeffries cool. just sat there for months. So what wound up happening happening to Jeffries? So what happens? So they get back. Yeah. Uh, apparently, he tried, and this is this is actually kind of sad. Well, it's all pretty sad but this is really sad he he tried on the voyage back he writes that he tried to overdose on opium but couldn't do it like i don't know what that i don't know if that means he didn't understand what he was doing or if he thinks that he was unable to be killed <laughs> i don't know yeah anyway they get back to adelaide and jeffrey's mawson writes a, is is in contact with jeffrey's sister norma and norma says send him back to, to I think Toowoomba is where they live. Um, that sounds about right. And and send him with a warder, like someone to watch over him. And she offers to pay for that. And Mawson says essentially declines. At this point, Jeffrey seems normal to him. I think is from every indication I can gather, he's kind of gotten it a little bit together, you know. Um, but he Jeffrey's does not go back to his sister. Instead, he disappears into the bush. For several, I, let me find the exact period of time. There's an article I found. Yeah, okay. He had been wandering in the bush for six days without food, drinking from water, eating roots and grubs. And he was taken into the Ararat Asylum in Australia, and uh, he wanted he just wanted to go back into the bush. Like, that was, that was his whole thing. Jeez. It was, I don't know what happened. And he sends an increasingly... I mean, he sent some letters from the asylum that are are pretty wild. Um, a bad word. Um, he he wrote, writes a letter to someone named Miss Eckford, who 
nobody knows who that is, or at least if they do, I couldn't find it, where he essentially, like, lays out his whole thing. That's where he talks about the magnetic spell and, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, you know, it's a classic paranoia thing. He thinks that everybody on that expedition... So is it a thing where, like, the just being in Antarctica in this, like, desolate place just affected him in a way that when he got back to society he almost tried to recapture that by like isolating himself or it's hard to say um i don't again i don't want to diagnose and i don't i think whatever whatever was going on with him was probably something that was probably latent um how old was he when he was was 27 when he went it's pretty young and so you know if if it's something like um paranoid schizophrenia or I don't know, like what else? Maybe like a really extreme case of bipolar could produce this sort of thing. Uh, it it could have been something that he did not know about until mm-hmm. he got to Antarctica. And, you know, and again, yeah, and it's stress. a place that yeah. brings out the most extreme thing in you. Um, but whatever it was, it, it continued to get worse back in Australia. And finally, he, he sends a letter to Mawson where he says, uh, quote, We seven were chosen that scripture might be fulfilled. I am come as Christ in the spirit of prophecy and the wrath of God in the flesh. Is it the last Damn. thing he wrote? I, I mean, nobody knows how he lived out the rest of his life. There's, I, I found a couple sources that said that he, he seemed to recover, but I, I honestly think that's just wishful thinking. I don't know. Man. But yeah, he, hop, he hopped around from asylum to asylum for a while. and I don't know. I don't really know what happened to him. I, I mean, it's a nice thought that he probably got together eventually, but it's hard to say. What year was that? 1915 was 15, the last okay. thing I could have find about him. In. But uh-huh. yeah, so anyway, that's a that, that's the sort of effect that Antarctica has on on people. It really like Sydney Jeffries. Sydney Jeffries. Yeah. Well, uh, I think it's interesting that uh, the lost episode ended with us shanning rub until you fuck and this one <laughs> yeah is kind of on the other end <laughs> i'm trying to think i'm trying fuck to think if i have any more like rub. any anecdotes that are not such a fucking downer um oh there's a there's a pride and prejudice one like in the 50s or something somebody came to like relieve i don't know like a bunch of people were on, on base and you know there wasn't a whole lot of communication it was the 50s and they came, and apparently all they'd have, you know, they had, like, a film collection there. And they'd been watching Pride and Prejudice over and over and over again. And so they were talking in these, like, really affected, like, Whoa. old-timey British accents to each other without even thinking about it. So, I don't know. I imagine, in a way, it's like when you're on a long car ride, and you reach a point where everything's funny. Yeah, yeah. And it's just this kind of, like, shared strangeness for a little bit where like everything is so funny and then then the tension builds like you reach that point then you just don't want to talk for a while yeah and i can't imagine how how much more heightened that is when it's a small group in this right and this environment it's hard to even understand the kind of stakes at this point because it wasn't like it wasn't like a thing where if something goes wrong, we'll die. Mm-hmm. It was a thing like if something goes right, we'll live. Almost. <laughs> it yeah. was. I mean, it. The odds were like, you know, it was a dangerous thing. It was a. 
it was an amount of stress that we don't that doesn't really exist in civilian life uh in this day and age so i don't know yeah i shooting 30 dogs and just like seeing people that you're with die and being one of the last remaining few and you just kind of have to trudge on because you know you're gonna die probably yeah there's no chance that you won't but but you have to hold out that hope that you won't it's surprising me that there's not more stories or like movies or or any like media yeah surrounding like that those people i mean there's like documentaries and stuff yeah but there's not because i feel like that especially where those bits and pieces are in the these journals where you don't have a clear picture that just seems like I'm just surprised nobody's like pieced that together in a in a way to make it like an uh, a, a a telling narrative or like a moving narrative. Or, yeah, I think you, I mean the thing is like the one you could do like Shackleton. I mean that the the endurance thing is like I think there is a movie about there that. There probably is but, that um, one, but these other most ones. of them they don't I, they they don't end that well. They I mean I don't know. It's not. We do Santa Claus First Blood. And then we do the Santa Claus Four, and then we do the story of Sidney Jeffries or eh, yeah, radio operator to the stars. <laughs> An eve of uh, what was it? What eve of uh, eve of a gratuitous murder? What was it? <laughs> On the yeah. eve of a oh, let me let me check my notes. On the eve of a. The eve dastardly, of a dastardly, dastardly murder. Dastardly. The eve of a dastardly yeah, murder. Yeah, see, that just sounds like a, like a That's good a good script t- title. That you is can a sell great that. script Brooklyn, title. You get nominated. 1960. <laughs> On the eve of a dastardly murder, a young Bob Dylan, etc. You know. He pops up at the end. A young yeah. Robert Zimmerman. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, all right. I, rub until you fuck indeed. Rub, yeah. rub until you fuck. Rub until you fuck. So much, much like Bitcoin, this this podcast seemed like it could go nowhere but up, and then it just came crashing down here at the last. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like this podcast, in many ways, has been like an Arctic, an Antarctic yeah. expedition. Well, you said that thing about like and we're all going to eat each other. About being on a long car ride and <laughs> You're it, everything crazy. becomes yeah. really funny, and then like you just don't want to talk, and it's silence. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's, I mean, we're going on, what, almost two hours now? It's yeah. probably pretty accurate. Hey, we're a little over an hour and a half, so okay. this yeah. should be the end. We should yeah. uh, shoot all the dogs. I, Yeah, I mean, it's like there's a lot of dog violence going on. But don't think about that. Think about, I don't know, people used to people used to call that, they, there's this quality called manliness, which was like bullshit. I mean, I don't know. It's just all it is is pure endurance. It's, it's not, just it's weird that like you know a hundred years ago the art of manliness was like a guy, you know, going out and trying to cross Antarctica. And now it's just yeah. a guy telling you like, yeah, don't wear brown shoes with black pants, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever. I mean, I don't know. I I don't think I don't manliness ain't ain't shit. But like, it it's not that. There's something intensely stupid to it too that i i like hate but i also like love i don't know anyway yeah uh, I, I, block blockchain yeah uh i don't know that's like i feel like 
a, a heavy thing we're, to unpack. Yeah, I don't know. There's like a lot. I mean, the idea of like modern masculinity and then a reflection upon like a traditional and antiquated yeah. view of what it should be. And I think what I, I think here's what it is. Here's what I I maybe am into about that whole thing is mm-hmm. that traditionally these sort of masculinity fables involve like going into a place and like subduing the people who live there and like forcing your will upon a corner of the earth that doesn't particularly want to bend to it but the the story of antarctica is just you go to a place and it doesn't care about you Mm -hmm. you know there's nothing there it's just and you just suffer and possibly die for no reason and that's that's like the wages of of manliness very ancient myth like very like descent into the underworld to yeah yeah it really is it's like a it's not nihilistic exactly but it it there's no it's you you know you're throwing yourself up against an unstoppable force for reasons that are not entirely clear and there is something beautiful about that it there about is that there idea. really is i mean it's i mean despite all all the sort of colonial stuff about it it, it is there's something really beautiful about that quest of like i really have got to know what it will be like if i do this you know i, I can identify with that as well so i don't know that's why you decided to be on this podcast. Yeah. Because you're facing the... Truly, this is the Antarctica of podcasts. <laughs> it's, it's like falling it's in, remote in and an Antarctic crevasse, and you're just broken <laughs> yeah. and cold yeah. at the bottom. <laughs> they shoot dogs on this podcast. <laughs> well, I remember that dog that used to bark like Jim. <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> Play us out. <laughs> All right, I... Yeah, let's do plugs. And by that, I mean shoot a dog and, and then also endorse whatever shit we have going on. Okay. Who, who wants to go first? Oh, I got anything. I have nothing. Uh, this podcast. If okay, you're, here's if, what I, I got to think about. Uh, you probably, man, if you made it this far, uh, you probably heard my song. <laughs> I play music. Uh, I have a project called Silas Choice, and I'm putting out one song every week this year. Uh, one, we, one for each state. Yeah, all fifty-two all, of them. All fifty-two states and uh, New California. Yeah. Here I come. Hell yeah, New California, new New California. I don't know. We got a band camp. Silo's choice. Silo like grain. Silo choice like pro choice. We got a. Well, we got some online pros. band band camp like band the thing that a bunch of dudes. Yeah, are, we don't need to do that. Sh- no. Yeah. Okay. Certainly not. All right. I got nothing. You got nothing. No. All right. Uh, well, like, rate, support. You've made it an hour and a half. That's amazing. Yeah. At, at this point, you've supported enough. Mm-hmm. We owe you money now. Go, go so, take a go take a nap. So just tweet us at John Casey. I'm happy to come to your us. dishes if you've listened this far. <laughs> just like hit me up. <laughs> we owe you twenty dollars. Yeah. I yeah, collect. We got. We're we're gonna be the first podcast with a, a reverse Patreon. <laughs> yeah, we will pay you. Send us your Venmo. We'll give you $5 a month if you listen to every episode of this podcast. <laughs> New offer if you, if you heard that. If you know any it. if you know anyone who can get the Santa Claus four script <laughs> popping off just like like hit us up at John Kasich at JD Vance. Uh, hashtag bring back last man standing. Oh, we're all on Twitter, right? You guys <laughs> should list your Twitter handles for sure. Uh I 
don't remember what mine is now. I think it's bad underscore underscore Luigi. At bad yeah, underscore underscore right. Luigi. Yeah. Some, something. I'm at four fun shapes. I'm at electric, like the word electric without an E, mainline. Harold, do you have Twitter? No. Harold's cool. I, I, I used get it. to, but I can't. Harold is the one. coolest one at this table. <laughs> yeah. Harold's just like, mm-mm. Yeah. That shit's that shit sucks now. We also have a podcast Twitter at Think the Podcast. Oh, yeah. We don't ever use it unless one of us gets <laughs> one of us gets drunk at a bar. Usually I get me. way more drunk than I use Twitter. Which maybe I should change. 2018. Tweet all my drunk thoughts. 2018's a year of us harassing Elon Musk about fucking pigeons or whatever. <laughs> you did that one day. Yeah, I did do yeah. that one day. And I don't feel bad about it. He, he launched a... What did he do? He shot a he, car he into put space? His car, he was trying to put his car on Mars. What, okay, I know this is the end of the podcast, but what a fucking cock to do <laughs> that. What a fucking dumb thing to do. Yeah, how long fucking until Elon he How long until he buys into did? the raw water thing and like gets dysentery? Dude, if... if it can't happen soon enough. If he give, just gives us the podcast like four grand, which is Fuck nothing him. to him, we yeah. will rebrand as yeah. a pro... Pro Elon Musk, yeah, yeah I will... My goal is to get him to like take out a hit on me. <laughs> like, yeah, Elon baby, if you're listening, literally, I, I will we will start. A, we will start. A, we start a Patreon. Like, if you just give us like a thousand dollars a month, we will. It's not a lot of money. It's, it's got a lot of it's money. It's nothing for you, Elon. <laughs> yeah, come well, on. That's what I'm saying. It's like a penny, man. It's Fucking like step it up, ten grand a month. You can do it, Musky baby. Musk, I'm not gonna settle for anything less than 15 grand a month. Is that his real name? No. <laughs> he is. He's South African. He is South African. <laughs> <laughs> it's right. probably some Dutch thing, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fucking Dutch. Um, <laughs> Elon Musk, this podcast for you. Anyone <laughs> else? Name? Thank this you. Is Musk. It's like us with the Musk. <laughs> 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 Alright. <laughs> 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 Bye, everybody. Bye, bye. Goodbye.